What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about financial wisdom. And I say wisdom because I mean more than just the numbers or the knowledge, but the practical application. And my guest today is Nina Bagdasar, a certified financial planner and a financial coach. Let me tell you a little bit about Nina. She has been advising people on financial matters for over 20 years. Her passion is financial coaching from a holistic perspective. That is, she offers her clients a much wider scope than just financial planning, or just working with the numbers. This wide and deep perspective helps uncover limiting beliefs that interfere with good financial skills. For example, she helps people understand that their attitudes about money were learned when they were about five years old, and oftentimes weaknesses in a person's money issues are caused by a blind spot in a totally different area of their lives. She is able to help people understand those issues and then find solutions that address the limiting beliefs they might have and offer practical strategies to manage their money. Welcome, Nina. Thank you so much, Linda. It's great to be here today, and uh, thank you for your generous introduction. (laughs) I'm very honored to be here with you. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And, um, you know, I kind of want to jump into this holistic approach that you say, um, that you talk about. Um, I think that's kind of unusual for your field and for financial planners in general, is it not? Yes, it is. Um, And uh, usually when we talk about money, we we have this fear factor coming in, and and then the numbers start going on in our brain, and... uh, I like people more than numbers, so for me to stay in this field, I had to develop another approach that uh, would be more fulfilling for me and uh, more satisfying for my clients. Oh, I love the way you say that. I like people more than numbers. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I think you also uh, at one point said something about talk, you like talking more than analyzing numbers on a computer screen. Yes. Yes, that's so true. I I want to get to know my clients and really know what makes them tick and uh, and uh, try to uh, uncover what's behind the fears and and um, and try to help them uh, know that they are not alone in this earth. Mm-hmm. And that there's support for them available. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I was. Um, really astounded by some of the information you shared regarding um, some of the emotional blocks that people may have. Um, I think, we, you know, we were talking about emotional spenders, and um, I think I, I read something like, more money is lost from our portfolios because of emotional short-sighted decisions than in a stock market crash. That's right. Isn't it amazing when we think that there's Stock market crash happens maybe every 10 years, let's say, mm-hmm. more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But every day we make choices that are, that could be poor and really detrimental to our portfolios. And they are not really uh, made about our portfolios, but it's, uh, they are made by what we spend our money on. And sometimes we just uh, we go to the store and we buy something and we don't even look how much it costs. We just swipe our card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, these um, emotional sh- short-sighted decisions really get in the way. Maybe they're, you know, instant gratification or, you know, what people call retail therapy. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. And it, it's not only for women. I've noticed that my male clients do it, too. Right, right. Sometimes I think... Um, the male clients tend to complain about bigger ticket items. Yes. I just heard that this one client of mine, that he couldn't believe that his wife got mad at him for buying a Porsche with a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I can see how that, that might cause a, a little bit of difficulty there. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we're really talking about the emotional factors that get in the way, right? Yes. Yeah, um, fear, anxiety, panic, those kinds of things as well. Yes, if you look at the media and the way they present financial planning, the first question always is in big letters, are you sure you don't outlast your money? Ah. Uh, so uh, we are, we are uh, a very fearful society when it comes to money, and I think the the assumption is that there is scarcity, that there isn't enough for any, everyone. And, uh, and uh, since we have downloaded those beliefs, those blocking and fearful beliefs when we were children, we heard them from our parents maybe. We heard that our money doesn't grow on the trees or, or there just isn't enough this month to, to buy groceries. Um, and those things stay in our brain, and uh, and they are engraved there. And um, so we still can fear that there isn't enough, even though we're making good money every month. Right, and so then our behavior would be more in line with the underlying assumption, which is there's not enough. Yes. Rather than our reality. Yes. Yeah. And then when we talk about married couples and uh, Husband has this kind of a mindset, and the wife thinks that uh, we have a lot, or vice versa. Um, then um, to find a common ground and uh, have common goals and understanding is uh, quite difficult. Right, because they, the, each partner has their own underlying assumptions, which may or may not be something they're aware of. Yes. Yeah. So when people come to you, what would be the first step that you take um, to help them take a look at all of this? Well, first we just chat, and uh, usually they come to me because they have a concern. So we talk about their concern, and uh, since they've been watching TV, it usually is that we might never be able to retire. Mm -hmm. And, um, And we go from there. Um, to to see if, um, if then we talk about their childhood. Really, I don't try to be a psychologist, <laughs> but uh, but it really helps me understand um, what their money story is. Uh huh. And once and I once I know w- what they have been taught or taught, 
um, when they were children, it's easier for me to understand why they are where they are. And maybe where they're coming from with some of those things. Yes. And and are they surprised by that approach, or do they know that before they meet with you? Um, most of them are totally surprised by it, <laughs> and uh, and some are really annoyed in the beginning uh-huh. <laughs> because they are there and they wanted me just to look at their portfolio and say, okay, we could we can do this, this, and this, and and then then off they go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. and uh, but I've noticed that uh, if they really have a desire for change, then they want to look a little bit deeper because change doesn't happen just by changing the portfolio. Um, right. So it's it's the changing the portfolio or telling them what to do is kind of the knowledge part. Um, and it sounds like what you're saying is you can't get to that knowledge part until you get the other stuff out of the way or under control or some awareness of. That's so that, true. Yes, you put it you. so beautifully. Yeah, and that, um, you know, I, I certainly know how difficult that can be sometimes <laughs> for people, especially if they're not used to that focus. Yeah. And, you know, they're used to somebody just telling them, oh, you need to put your money here or you need to buy this or buy that or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're probably really not used to having somebody really, truly get to know them. Mm, yes. And, and that's that, the part I love the most. Ah, okay. And that, it sounds like that's really what makes you more of a coach yeah. than a planner. That's right. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like when I come from a place of compassion, um, my, uh, my advice uh, comes from a deeper place. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes people really need that with their financial planning because sometimes I, I found that people just feel stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they feel like they don't know something that they should know. Or that, you know, I think most of us have had times in our lives when maybe we've, we have made stupid mistakes yeah. or we've, you know, done something that maybe wasn't the best with an investment or loaning money or sometimes just bad things happen. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for them to overcome that, I think. Yes. Yeah, the good question is to ask is, what is your, your best investment ever or, or your best ever money uh, decision? And what mm-hmm. is the worst one? Oh. And uh, we all have both of those. And when we, when we tell about them, then we realize that, hey, they are not that big. And everybody has those. So we don't need to play, keep blaming ourselves about them the rest of our lives. Right. And, and not be like sort of what we might call gun shy, you know, mm-hmm. because if you've done something wrong, then you think, oh, well, maybe that whole thing was wrong and I shouldn't do, I shouldn't invest in whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah. Um, so really there's another part of it is you're educating people both to their inside world and then to how the outside world works in terms of finances. Yes, yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, and people are pretty receptive to that once they get what, where we're going. <laughs> with yes, it. Once, they, once they kind of sense that I truly do care, 
uh-huh. um, then it becomes more of a dialogue, and um, and and then uh, good things start happening. One of my uh, favorite uh, quotes from someone some time ago was that, um, and this lady was a teacher, and she told me that she didn't think people could really truly learn until they feel loved and safe. Hmm, that's, that's beautiful. And, and I think that's really what you're talking about with um, having an open mind and open heart and, and compassion. Is yes. that, yeah? Okay. Yes, and then you just, you know, in the very beginning, we have to realize that there are no stupid questions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <clears throat> maybe um, we can pick up on that stupid question um, idea after our um, short break that we need to take here. We'll be right back and talking with our financial expert, Nina Bagdasar. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty with K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back 
Today, my guest is Nina Bagdasar, and we are talking about financial wisdom. And uh, I think that we left off on the idea of stupid questions (laughs) because, uh, you know, everyone always says, oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. But whatever it is, we still feel like we have stupid questions. Um, And I I have noticed in my work with, with people, Nina, also is that women seem to often feel like maybe their questions are really stupid and they're afraid to ask basic things or or even more advanced things that they don't realize are more advanced things. Yes, and since every profession has its own lingo, um, they're afraid they use the terms wrong. I guess we are just more critical about how we say things and uh, men can just blurt them out and, and uh, they don't worry how how it sounds, and, and uh, we're just more careful and, and timid when it comes to money. Maybe it is something we learned at home, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and especially in this society, you know, um, there is so much of the male power and the feminine energy is totally different. Um, we cross in connection and uh, we grow in, in love and uh, support when men need strategy and goal, goals and uh, action steps. And when we try to put that kind of financial plan in front of a lady, um, she gets anxiety just by looking at it. Steps, mm-hmm. goals. Um, so we have to first cultivate the field and uh, make her feel that there is support in every step and really talk about dreams and 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 go from there. Mm -hmm. So that's really, again, coming from a heart-centered perspective, you know, and to to maybe help um, people understand that. I know I'd never really thought about it in those terms, in terms of um, how... Historically, our um, certainly our financial systems have been based on on male power and male power systems, and it's only you know fairly recently that women have been in charge of their own finances or the family finances and have had some earning capacity. Yes, and we're still a little bit behind. Um, you know, we don't make quite the same amount as men. But where it really comes and is um, scary almost, and <laughs> we shouldn't use that word, uh, it is that uh, when we retire, our retirement funds are about two-thirds of our equivalent male partners. Ah. And it, would you say that in part that's because of um, our investment strategies? Absolutely, yes. Okay. That is because... Um, um, Male financial advisors uh, perceive ladies as uh, needing protection and mm-hmm. um, and being risk averse. So mm-hmm. when there is an um, you know upswing in the market, ladies don't necessarily get the full benefit of that upswing. upswing uh, step because of the a more conservative approach than say men might typically take. That's right, yes. Okay. Um, do you think that, that that's an, a conscious awareness that some of the male advisors might have? 
I I don't think it is. Okay, it's just... They, they just... Uh, and I don't want to lump every male in this, right. this group. Right. But uh, looking at the portfolios, I see when ladies come to me, I said, okay, you know, you know, you seem like a really smart and brave lady and you are young, so why is it that uh, you are all in bonds? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at me and says, well, it's because he said that... Uh, the others are riskier. Mm-hmm. And, and not really looking at the full scope that, of what might be available. Yes. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that, uh, you know, an educated lady who has a, a good job, you know, she can handle a little bit uh, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And understanding that it is ebbs and flows. Exactly. Because I, I think, you know, a lot of times we don't want ebbs and flows. We only mm-hmm. want the flow <laughs> you know we only want the good part yes and and so we just have to understand that life is ebbs and flows including market and mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to to tolerate that uh, ebb and flow we can't play with all of our money and we can't put it all in stocks and we have to to have a, a security um, fund somewhere the way that doesn't respond the same way as the stock market does. So we mm-hmm. can um, weather the, the, what it would take, 9 mm-hmm. to 12, 13 months, um, when the market goes back up. And if we don't panic, we'll be fine. Yeah, that's the key, is not panicking. That's mm-hmm. probably the key in just about anything. Don't panic, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that, that I read that, that you'd written was um, the idea of, of women and money. If we don't take risks and our money is in the, the most conservative place for it to be, and we don't cover inflation, we're going broke slowly. Yes. Um, that's a term that I like to use because if it is in CDs, uh, you're paying taxes on the interest. Mm-hmm. And so, and as you know right now, of course, rates are not that, <laughs> that high at all, but uh, and inflation is not that high. We are in a very, very um, different place right now in economy. But if we talk in general, um, CD interest rates are taxable. Mm-hmm. So you're paying taxes for the little you make, and then there's inflation. So every year you're a little bit more in the hole. Ah, so what you thought you were doing to help yourself, you're really not. No, it's not happening. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it it must be, the other side of it must be that it must be really um, satisfying to you when you work through this process with people and they begin to come out the other side of of having learned more about themselves and taken this compassion approach to heart and then put some of these strategies in place and you can see them begin to, I'm going to use the word, blossom. Yes, yes. It really is a wonderful feeling and uh, that's the best part of my work. Oh, I would imagine, yeah, yeah. So, again, I'm guessing that, you know, when when clients really are willing to work your strategy, um, you have a client for life. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. I do. So I don't have very many clients because I really need to spend a lot of time with them. Uh, but uh, the ones I have, uh, they don't go anywhere. Right, right. I think, again, it's that compassionate approach, and they feel understood from an individual perspective. Yes. And I, and I think it's exhilarating for a client when they come and say, well, I don't have that much. And then we sit down and uh, we talk about their overall life and their life goals and their jobs and, and, and their businesses, and they see new ways to improve their business and make more money. And a couple of years go by and they come back and, and they're in a totally different place. Mm-hmm. And um, so we all need that, that somebody to, to look it into your eyes and say, hey, I believe in you. I think there's a great possibility um, you will be wealthy soon. Ah, and of course that's what everyone would love to hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that must be very rewarding. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, I know you have um, strategies as well um, to help people, um, you know, the basics of what to do, um, like solutions. And some of those solutions, it seems like, maybe are uh, from a more uh, spiritual or compassionate approach. Um, and then um, some of those are really practical things, simple steps for buddy, better money management. So I wonder if maybe we could um, take just, uh, you know, a couple of minutes till our next break and talk a little bit about the solutions that you see that are more uh, heart-centered or spirit-centered. All right. Sounds great. Um, So if I've understood it, it's like coming from a place of abundance. Yes, that that is so important to to not think that uh, there isn't enough. Because when we start being scared, um, our um, understanding and uh, our uh, ability to create solution are narrows. Mm-hmm. And so when we think that there is enough and the universe supports me, um, I can come up with better solutions, right? It's like right. when you're stressed out, it's fight or flight. But when we mm-hmm. relax, even in front of a problem, we become more creative. Right. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that stress makes us stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure that goes for financial stress as well. Yeah. You know, that if you're you're worried about it and then uh, obviously you cannot be creative. You cannot think of solutions. And and I know certainly in my tapping into wealth coaching, I have seen really amazing things result um, from people who, you know, they come up with these amazing solutions that certainly I never would have been able to think about, but that really fit their circumstances just perfectly when we clear a little bit of that stress away. That's right. Yeah, tapping is such a great resource. And uh, because really, we do have all answers inside of us. We just Mm -hmm. have to connect and learn to um, do that inner listening. Right. Right, and get the other stuff out of the way. Well, we do need to take another short break, and um, we will be right back with our financial expert today, Nina Bagdasar. (laughs) 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You may know how to make money, but do you know how to manage it and make it work for you? That's where the Financial You Radio Show comes in. Host Annette Rayner and her guests will show you how to keep your financial future in check. Money matters in just about every part of your life. doesn't matter if you work for a Fortune 500 company or the neighborhood store. Your financial goals can be realized. Listen for The Financial You every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel because your money matters. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're chatting with my guest, Nina Bagdasar, who is a financial expert. And um, we're going to shift gears here to talk about like some concrete strategies. Um, this is where the knowledge comes in, I think. Um, the simple steps for better money management. Um, do you have some of those you'd like to share with us today, Nina? Yes, certainly. And they might sound, re- sound really simple, but uh, I would like to start by saying that we should clean our wallet weekly. Not because we, we like it tidy so much, but uh, we know what's in it. Uh, we took out the receipts. We know how we spent our money. And I don't even like to say spent. We, we used it for the, mm. for the good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the first step, really, to be conscious about our money is to know uh, where it goes. Right, because I, how many of us really just grab a receipt or whatever it is and stuff it in our wallet or stuff it in our pocket or our purse, and then a month later maybe, oh, yeah, what about that? So we're really not conscious when we do that, are we? No, we are not. And, uh, and uh, I think... Uh, when, if we want to generate more money in our lives, we have to kind of show the universe that, that we are responsible for what we have now so we can mm. handle the big uh, windfalls that's coming our way. 
Right. So cleaning like, the wallet is uh, a basic. And then we need to know how much we make every week and a month and a year. Um, that way we have a budget. Uh, we have the inflows and outflows. And um, um, connected to that idea is that uh, when we know how much we make, uh, we will know how much taxes we have to pay so that uh, somebody's not taking out of every paycheck too much because mm-hmm. that's a loan to IRS. Right. And uh, IRS doesn't pay us any interest. Right. And most of us don't want to loan the government any money <laughs> if we don't have to. No. Um, and one thing I, I know that, I, I don't know if you've observed this with your people who are maybe entrepreneurs or self-employed, a lot of times people say, well, I don't know how much I'm going to make this week or this month or whatever it is because there's so much variation. Yes, that's true. But um, we would need to start from the goals. And because it's a new year now, we all need to have a financial goal, how much we want to make. Mm. So we can't say, I don't know how much I'm going to make. We have to say, this is my goal. And... uh, and we go from there. Of course, it will fluctuate from month to month. And uh, it would be good to maybe have an appointment with a CPA um, at the half-year point. So in June, you could go to see your CPA. So you can kind of project, maybe you take last year's figures and and start using that as some kind of base? Yes. And then you can compare last year's figures at six months to this year's figures at six months. So you know how much you are increasing mm-hmm. and whether you or not you need to do something to reduce your taxes. Okay. So things go hand in hand. Yes. And then the next one is... Or, so we talked about um, paying yourself first. Oh, okay. Um, so... When, you, when we make money, it's important that we pay ourselves. So the 10% should go to our savings account before we pay any bills. We pay ourselves first. Um, because usually if we, it's at the end of the month and we pay the bills and we see what's left and then maybe that one goes to the savings, um, it's not really that much. Uh, but when we pay first, that changes our mindset. And how successful are, are you in getting people to really start that? Because that seems kind of hard for a lot of people. It is, and the 10% sounds really harsh when if you haven't put anything away before. So mm-hmm. we usually start at 2.5%. And, and some banks that have a program that you can tell them to take 1.25% of the balance this day and 1.25% of the balance that day. So it doesn't, you don't even notice it. And, oh. and then you can ask the bank to increase the percentage they take. And oh, so gradually. Yeah. So it's a structured approach to sort of ease into it. Mm-hmm. So All maybe right. in a year's time you will be taking 10%. Okay, so it's really the 10% is your goal. Yes. And, and you start with something that feels more manageable and is not as scary. Yes. Okay, got it. So that's the, the 
And then we really need to know what tax bracket we are in because if we are kind of uh, in between tax brackets and it can go either way, you know, we can save a lot of money in uh, in trying to maybe increase our expenses so we can drop to the lower tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And uh, so IRS has a website. You can just go to www.irs.gov and... Uh, and uh, click on to the tax income tax brackets. And uh, there you can see how much you will be paying if you make whatever, you know, you know what you're going to make. And, and then you try to squeeze, squeeze your bracket down. Mm-hmm. So you're really talking about staying on top of things, income and outflow. Yes, income, outflow, savings, taxes. Um, so... They have to be kind of front and center in our mindset. Um, most people don't like to talk about money. They feel uncomfortable around money. But really to have the money flow um, and, uh, and a be, uh, be a positive energy in your life, you just have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you, it seems like you are going to pay attention to it one way or another. <laughs> so you want to pay attention to it in the best, most proactive, healthy way? Or do you want it to, to force you to pay attention to it in a way we don't like? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like it, it really is a matter of consciousness with it. And I don't know if this is one of your, your uh, simple steps or not, but... I was reading somewhere where they said how important it was to make a regular appointment with yourself Mm. to do things like balance your checkbook, to um, clean your wallet, to, you know, really take a look at where you are. And I think the idea was to do that weekly. Yes. Um, I I would just put it in the calendar on Saturday morning, maybe. Mm -hmm. Spend half an hour with with your finances. Mm Mm-hmm. And half an hour with yourself on your finances. That's is that, right. Is yes. that, okay. Okay. Good. So, um, well, and, well, and a very good thing about when you spend the time with yourself and your finances is to generate the positive attitude. Ah. Sometimes when we look at our finances, we start feeling that that not in our stomach, or or, or we hate paying bills. So. Again, we want to generate positive energy, so we are grateful to be paying these bills. We are grateful for the gas and to warm our houses and mm-hmm. the lights to, to be able to read. And So let's always be thankful for all the services that we have received and, and with a cheerful heart pay. Right. Sometimes that that takes some practice, I think. (laughs) And one one other thing I I may have been in the same sources is to to be grateful. Like if you're paying a a house payment or a credit card bill or something, that you know, be grateful that you have the credit that you've been Mm -hmm. trusted with this amount of money as a loan, really. Yeah. And and that what that says about you and, and what you want it to continue to say about you in terms of your integrity and your ability to pay it back and, and to work in, in that way. So, you know, it's really, um, I think that having that thankful and attitude is some area where we really would have to do some more tapping. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Tapping uh, helps our unconscious belief, so... 
uh, it's an excellent, excellent way to mm-hmm. to get rid of those uh, limiting beliefs. And I, I think, um, I don't know how much this applies to a lot of people, but one of the things that I've discovered in my practice is people have shared stories with me, um, like, for instance, one lady was was talking about how much trouble she was having getting her kids to do their chores and do their homework in a timely manner. And then she realized that as she sat down to pay bills, um, she was complaining mm-hmm. out loud. And, you know, she all of a sudden caught herself and she realized, oh, my goodness, no wonder my kids don't want to sit down and do what they're supposed to do because here I am griping and complaining and I'm not being thankful. And no wonder they're just mimicking me. And sure enough, once she was able to stop doing that, the kids turned around as well. Oh, what a wonderful insight. Yeah, it I'm was beautiful. That. Yes. Yeah, it was really beautiful that she was able to see that as she heard herself saying, oh, no, you know, it's time to pay bills or, oh, what's due or whatever it be. You know, it was really, a, a, she was a stroke of genius to realize that, I yes. think. Yes. Yeah. And every time a child cheerfully tells tells me, oh, mom, I saw these beautiful shoes. I'm going to get them. I have to bite my tongue and say, because I want to say, how much do they cost? Do you think money grows on the trees? Mm-hmm. I just have to take a deep breath and say, oh, honey, that's great. It's going to be so interesting to see how universe provides. <laughs> yes, how the universe provides, not mommy's pocketbook necessarily. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a wonderful way to teach kids a- about that strategy. It's not always just, you know, go to mommy and ask. That yes. They can begin in different ways to show some responsibility for their own uh, financial well-being, however small it may be. They may yes. want a new game or they may want, you know, a new extra pair of uh, uh, tennis shoes or something that that uh, that they can begin to see, well, how do I get that? How can I call that to me? How can I save or how can I develop my own strategies? Yes, it helps them so. become creative around money. Right, right, right. And it's And that's really a whole different energy as we even talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's we chuckle and and it feels a lot lighter, certainly, than uh, the heavy stuff about oh no, not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know we have a few more steps to talk about, so maybe we can um, take a short break again, and um, we will be right back with my guest Nina Bagdasar. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? 
Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching Program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Are you looking to get unstuck from the rut that has seemingly become your life? Move ahead by tuning in to Psychopedia, Life Principles to Help You Get Unstuck. Host Dr. Jeffrey Shaw and his guests will help with the encouragement you need to make that forward move. Guests include therapists, financial advisors, and more, as well as shared stories of hope from the listening audience. Psychopedia, Life Principles to Help You Get Unstuck can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with my guest today, Nina Bagdasar, who is a certified financial planner and financial coach. Now, before I forget, Nina, I I want to make certain people know how to reach you. How can they find you if they want to get a hold of you? Well, the best way is just to give me a call. And um, do you want me to give the phone number? Sure. It's uh, 949-887-887. Eight nine three five nine four nine eight eight seven eight nine three five. So give me a Perf- call. Perfect. And um, we're in the Pacific Time Zone. Just in case we have some <laughs> listeners who are back east, just so you know, <laughs> might, might be have to be aware of uh, of uh, time changes. And I know. Um, that next week, I believe, you are going to be um, on another radio show. You'll be interviewed with um, our friend Joyce Buford on her show, Second Wind, on Toganet Radio. That's right. Um, I'm absolutely filled. Yeah, and I think that is Tuesday morning, and um, that would be January 13th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, correct? Yes. I look so, yeah. forward to meeting you all again then. Yes, uh, we'll be listening in. So, um, in, in our remaining time together, I thought we could finish up those goals. Um, right. About, um, I think that you have a goal for setting how much money you want to make and how much you want to save, both. Yes, for the new one. year. For the new year, I think it would be really good to to not only set the goal for this year, but to make goals for the this year, a three-year goal, five-year goal, and a ten-year goal. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things that we focus on in tapping into wealth is we want people to set their goals, a realistic goal for themselves. Some people say, oh, yes, well, you know, I want to make uh, $200,000 next year, but really they only made 30000 last year. So that's quite a leap. Yes. So, you know, we, and and it's oftentimes too discouraging, too impossible, 
too, too hard to even see. It's the goal is so abstract. So we want something that, that they can actually work with, right? Right. And th- that's why it's good to think about 10 years, 5 years, 3 years, because um, you can have an outrageous goal for 5 years and 10 years, but may- maybe uh, um, because it can happen with, with you know all the uh, work that you're going to put in into reaching it, but uh, mm-hmm. one-year goal, um, you want to be realistic because otherwise it becomes like a, more of a hallucination. Right, <laughs> a fantasy. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. that's certainly true, yes. Yes, and it's good to start from your personal income goal and then if you have a business, move on to your business income goal. So first you want to know how much you want for your own personal use this year and then from there build up how much it does it mean that you're making in your business. Right, okay. Sounds good. Yes. And goals, goals are good for us because they elevate our actions and, uh, and give us inspiration mm-hmm. to get to a new level. And, and certainly, as you coach people through that process, then there's the issue of, of the accountability and working with you. Yes. Because if they, if they say, well, I have a goal, and then you begin to operationalize that, then they have homework to do in between your meetings, I would, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then um, tell us about survival mode. Well, so many of us, um, um, especially people who are in sales or are small business owners, um, they work on, on either on commissions or, uh, you know, rely on, on their own effort to generate the income for the month. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to get into that survival mode where we look at the bills and then say, okay, I need to make this much to, to cover my bills. Mm-hmm. But that's really not a, a good way to live your life. And, uh, and because, you know, if we think bigger and more positive, um, we are not blocking the good that's coming our way. And I guess you could talk a little bit more about tapping and how to get rid of the survival um, mindset. Right, because I think the, the opposite would be thriving. Mm. Is, it, is that correct? Yeah. You know, that we want to thrive rather than just survive. Because if we think about what's, I mean, survival is just the bottom. That's just the basics. Yeah. And, and certainly we have lots of strategies for, um, for changing that mindset in, in our Tapping Into Wealth program and to really begin to identify what exactly are those survival blocks, you know, and where, mm-hmm. as you've suggested earlier, where were they learned? And sometimes people um, have parents who perhaps were um, uh, coming through periods of time when they really truly did have survival mode. And so they never learned thriving. Yes. So we want to again take a look at that more carefully and see, okay, how can we how can we change our inner view and our negative self talk, and move to a thriving with our finances. Yes. Okay. And and your tapping methods are just fantastic in clearing this. It, it does work. It works quickly, which is just really fascinating to see. Yeah. You know, it's exciting work to do. Yeah, it really is. And. It. And then lastly, we have some uh, people who work too much. Yes, I just wanted to point it out that uh, there are so many educated uh, 
women in good positions that when they get that huge paycheck, they don't feel worthy. And therefore, they start working harder and harder. They put more and more hours. And I just would like to remind us all that we are not on this earth just to work and make money. Mm -hmm. That that, uh, there are two things. First of all, it would be good to create multiple income sources for passive income. So we wouldn't need to work for every penny that we make. Mm-hmm. And the second is that let's listen to our heart and find out what is the contribution that our heart wants to make during our lifetime. Ah, and that uh, is that sort of like what people talk about on purpose, their yeah. life's purpose. Yeah, right. it's my life purpose to be in the office uh, um, 12 hours a day. Right, and then not have a life. Yes. And I think, you know, we've all heard it said that no one on their deathbed ever says, oh, I wish I'd worked harder. <laughs> you know, everyone always says, gee, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. Or yes. I wish I'd had a better quality of life. I, I'm sorry I spent all those weekends at the office. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, a, a very different perspective. And is that something that you talk with, with people about when you see it happening? I do. And sometimes, you know, you hear people say, well, I love my family so much, I want to provide them so much, and that's why I work so hard. Right. And, um, and that's, I think tapping would help in that one, too, because that's a learned belief that Absolutely. you have to work really hard. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And... Um, you know, you've shared so many uh, helpful strategies with us today and so much important information with really a wonderful blend of um, of inner knowledge and outer knowledge. And I appreciate so much you spending this time with us. Thank you, Nina. I had a lovely time, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure, and we'll be listening next Tuesday as well. Mm. So next week... Please join me when my guest will be Reverend Jeanette Freeman from the Soul Center of Orange County, which is a spiritual community committed to global transformation resulting in world peace. Join us as we talk about inspiration for the new year. And my quote for the day is, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great from Les Brown. Thank you all. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week.